Welcome to Wonder, a podcast equipping women to live a wonder-filled life with Chrissy Dunham and Lisa Clark. Chrissy is a women's minister who shares his story, his love, and his word by speaking, teaching, training, and mentoring women of all ages. And Lisa is the author of Raising Sinners and loves speaking to mom groups in Texas and beyond, encouraging them as they raise their children to love God with all their hearts. Don't you know that she's, she's some kind of wonderful? Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. I am here with my good friend and ministry partner, Lisa Clark, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all, I want you to know that today is a moment in history on the Wonder Podcast. Lisa has purchased a real microphone. Now we're still zooming. Mm-hmm. We're not in our producer's office like normal um, because the corona is still going on. So we are still zooming together, and Lisa has a new microphone. So we need to hear your feedback if she sounds better. She's really worried about sounding crisp and clear. Okay. <laughs> so we need feedback if she, if you hear her better with this new microphone. Well, so since we're zooming now and we don't know if we'll ever get back into the studio, I needed to up my game because I felt like Chrissy sounded very crisp, crisp and clear. Uh-huh. And I sounded like I was in a tunnel. And I don't know if that's because of where I'm recording in my home or because my computer's not as good as hers or what uh-huh. the problem is. Uh-huh. But I upped my game and I went on Google and Amazon and I bought the number one cheapest <laughs> microphone <laughs> yes. podcasters use in their closet. Wow. And wow. I bought some headphones. The headphones I can't figure out. So we're just on the mic today, but hopefully we'll get the headphones in sync and we'll be able to do this. So girl, I go. am... Stepping up my yeah, game. Because I have very high tech equipment on my end. Yes. I am running on an Apple that I got probably in the year 2000. Okay. And I have my, my earbuds are pink and they're from Target from like some beach camp that I went on so, probably 15 years ago. So I have so a now, new computer. And I don't know if it's because it's new that I don't know what to do with it or not working it properly. Who knows? But I hate new technical stuff. I hate new technology. I never want to get a new computer, but I had to this time because mine was just on its last leg. And so I got one and now I'm figuring it out. But you know what? Well, let me tell you this, Lisa, you're looking good on the Zoom. I wish y'all could see her. She's looking good. She's got a great background. Still in her workout stuff from early this morning. But she worked out. She's in her dining room. She is ready to go. So we are so excited because for the next four or five weeks, we're going to kind of determine as we go that probably five weeks, we're going to discuss the book of James. Um, We were having a conversation and my Bible fellowship class is actually going through James this summer, but Lisa said she was doing uh, James in her quiet time and she suggested, hey, let's just teach this. This is loaded with so many wonderful things. So I love that idea. And we're going to be doing more of these as as we get going. We're still going to have guests and all that, but we thought we'd mix it up a little bit uh, this summer and dive into the book of James. So here we are. Why not? We're both teachers. We love the Bible. We love to teach the Bible. And so we're going to use some of 
that and um, just studying and it'll be good for us and our personal development of growth in the scriptures, but also just, we hope that you enjoy it and, and can follow along with us and read the book of James while we're going through this and we're excited about it. So, uh, but first, let me just give a shout out to one of our listeners Ooh. before we dive into James. Okay. We have some amazing listeners. And if you've been listening to the podcast for the last month or so, you know, we're giving some shout outs and just some people that have given us some feedback and encouragement along the way. And that's so many people and we're thankful, but Dan and Allison Harker have been such an encouragement to us. Haven't they, Chrissy? They are amazing. I love them. They are helping us stay on the air. And I don't know if you're aware, uh, but we are a 501c and we do take donations uh, to keep us going and on the air. Honestly, Lisa and I just pay for this out of our pocket right now, which that's no problem at all because we want to do this for the Lord. Um, But obviously, if you would like to pitch in or you're a supporter, Cheryl Sibley, um, that is, she is also someone that supports us monthly. She is actually in the San Marcos area. So if you're, if the Lord leads you that way, you can contact us and we'd love to let you know how to do that. Uh, it is the 501C. So you get credit on your taxes and all that fun stuff. Um, but we'd love for you to be a part of our team. Yeah. So we're very thankful. Very thankful for the encouragement. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you guys. Thank you for the encouragement. Thank you for um, just cheering us on. We're very thankful. So as we dive into James, we're going to take, we're going to try to take a chapter a week and talk about it. And that doesn't give us a whole lot of time in 30 minutes for a segment of the podcast, but kind of high level. But uh, James, I, I didn't know exactly which James, and I, I think we've studied this before or through the years. I know I have, but uh, they think James, this book of James is written by Jesus's half-brother, James. And so there's several James referred to in the Bible, but this one, scholars believe, is the half-brother of Jesus. And I love how, and let's just dive on in to the scripture, but I love how he starts the book out in chapter one, James, a bondservant servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how he describes himself. And that's what he says. And I think it's so cool that here you have the half brother of Jesus, the brother of Jesus. And he doesn't say, Hey, listen to me because I'm Jesus's brother. He doesn't give his credentials. He just comes with his name and that he is a bond servant, a slave, a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think that's just a great way to kick off the book because it puts the whole thing in perspective. It lets us know that he's not about himself, that he's extremely um, modest in his thinking and not prideful at all. And the, the subjects that he talks about mainly through this first chapter of trials, and that's when I was reading it, and it made me think this is something that we should talk about right now because that's the kind of the climate of our of our world right now. A lot of people are struggling in this particular climate with all the things going on. 2020 has just been a year of trial. Wouldn't you agree? And so having that mindset, well, I'm just a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you truly believe that and that's who you are, as James was saying who he was, it doesn't change with the climate. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't, you're not going to change your outlook on life or anything else. It doesn't matter if you're in a good time or bad time because you are a bond servant of Jesus Christ. You are here 
for the gospel and to share the good news of Jesus Christ. So I think that's just a great way to start the whole chapter. Absolutely. And here's another thing that I learned about James um, being the half brother of Jesus. But during Jesus earthly ministry, James wasn't a follower. Right. It wasn't until the post-resurrection that James saw him and he was convinced, oh my gosh, this is the Jesus. This is the counselor, all the things that he knew from the old old days, from his Jewish root. Oh my gosh, this is him. He's my half-brother. So I love that, that he wasn't even convinced until Jesus came back and made that uh, post-resurrection appearance that he was indeed Christ. So then James got fired up. And that's why I think this book is so loaded, just boom, 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 of all these great things that we all struggle with. And he is black and white. Like it's people say there's parts of the Bible they don't understand. Well, listen. You'll understand James because it's like he's short on time and he's got to pack it all in. But he was a leader of a Jerusalem church and he was a great influencer. So I love that about him. Yeah, I totally agree. So let's read the first eight, first eight verses here. James, a bondservant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes, which are scattered abroad. Greetings, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let me give you what the um, Holman book that I was studying, kind of the reference book here, said as James 1 in a nutshell. Greetings, be patient when you suffer, for your trials will produce a quality you must have, which is perseverance. If you lack insight into your suffering, ask God for it. You will get a crown of life after your trials are over. Don't blame God for your being attracted to evil. God is the source of everything good. Be sure you don't merely hear God's word, but do it. I love that nutshell. I love that. That's awesome. Hey, you guys, this is Lisa, and I just wanted to jump in here real quick and take a little break and let y'all know how appreciative Chrissy and I are that you listen to our podcast. And we're so encouraged by your comments and uh, just the um, engagement that we've had with each and every one of you. So thank you. We would love to partner with you if you have an organization or business and share your message on the podcast. We can do this just once or weekly or for the whole year. Let us know your business or organization by contacting me at lisaclarkspeaks.com. I'll get back with you and we can chat about partnering together with your business or organization through our 5013C, The Party Table. Thanks, guys. Now back to the show. Well, right off the bat, here's the surprise. Consider it great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials various trials. So that tells us right off the bat, you need to consider these trials joy. 
whenever you experience various trials. So number one, we're going to go through various trials. And I would say we're in a big one right now. And it says that you're going to experience more than one. So Lisa and I are in our late 50s. And if we had time to go through some of the trials that we've experienced in our life, we've had various trials. You know, there are various trials in raising your children. There's various trials in your marriage, being newly married. And then there's various trials in your work experience. And I mean, the, the it goes on and on. Now, uh, for both of us, we are in a trial with our mothers because they're aging and there are other people taking care of them now and there are demands on our life for that. So whenever you experience, so we're all going to experience these trials and there's going to be many. There's going to be various trials. It says to consider it joy. So mm. I wondered, you know, why, why are we going to consider it joy? Well, it tells you in verse three, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance, which is patience, let it have its full effect so that you may mature or in other words, be more Christ-like and complete, lacking nothing. So in other words, in these first three verses, he's saying, listen, you're going to walk through these trials. I want you to consider it joy because I'm maturing you. You are going to look more like me when this trial is over. So yes. I need you to endure it. I need you to be patient. I need you to just walk through this with me and consider it joy. Well, joy is hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard to be joyful in the middle of a trial, but someone taught me years ago, and this has stuck with me, especially when I go through a trial, that joy is the quiet, confident assurance that Jesus is in control. So it's just this quiet, confident assurance that Jesus is in control. So here we are in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, we're in August. Well, my goodness, we thought this thing would be over in May. I did. And then I thought, oh, it's going to be over in June or the summer's going to hit. It's going to go away. Well, here we are. Now we're approaching school time and everybody's wondering what school's going to look like and how that's going to look for my child. We're just walking into another trial. So that just means, Lord, give us patience. But there's joy in this because we know what? At the end of all this, we win. No matter what we walk through, no matter what the trial looks like, we win, you guys. And I think we forget that. That yeah. we win at the end of this story. Yeah, we do. And I love that. And, it, and in my notes, I have, we should look at trials as an occasion for joy because of what they will produce in us. And so it's having that end game in mind mm -hmm. of you're exactly right, Christy, we do win. And that's mm -hmm. the joy that grows. And so as you're, even Hebrews 12 refers to trials as the discipline a father gives to help us share in God's holiness. God says, be holy as I'm holy. How do we get there? Boom. <laughs> we have to go through these places. We have to go through these places and that chisels away at our old man. We look more like Jesus, but they, these trials, so I have written in my notes and I'm not even sure. I'm sure it was from a sermon throughout the years, but I have why trials Number one, to strengthen our faith. Number two, to surrender our will to God's. Number three, to bring us to him, to fully rely on him. And number four, to support others through their trials. Remember the scripture says, blessed are those who, who, um, are comfort, who, who receive comfort so that they can re give comfort to others, right? 
And so as we go through these trials in our life, we've got to be looking up and saying, okay, God, what do you want to do in me? I'm going to have joy in this trial because I know you're walking beside me and I'm going to look more like you on the other side of this, but who can I now comfort that's going through something similar? Or how can I bless someone and give them this quiet assurance that you're talking about? Uh, for for their life now and remind them, you know what, we, we are going to make it. We are going to be okay. These trials are not for nothing. And I think that's what we need to, to realize as we walk through these things. This isn't something that God's just not up in heaven playing whack-a-mole with us, you know, bopping right. us with this trial and that trial and seeing what's going to break us. No, there's, it's all for a purpose. It's all for a purpose. He sees Amen. the big picture and these things that come out at, at us are, there's a reason behind it. And remember, everything we do here is, is, is a part of us growing closer to the Lord, um, bringing joy to, to the kingdom of God, bringing people to the kingdom of God, um, having fellowship with God, uh, bringing right. glory to his name and producing fruit in our life. And so this perseverance that we get causes us not to be a quitter. And I think for, right. for a lot of us, you know, we, we bail at the first sign of trouble. Why? That's because right. we want to be happy. Mm-hmm. Well, what is per- mm-hmm. perseverance? It's, it completes things. It completes things. So when you think about that on a spiritual level, uh, that perseverance completes your faith and it gets right. us there. It gets us where God right. wants us to be. So these trials, these things we go through are not a bad thing, even though they are not fun in the moment. There is joy that can be had through Jesus Christ. That's right. And the last thing I want to comment on is the commentary I read said that James didn't want you to get over them or rush through the trial or just pass through them, that you need to find joy in that knowing that you are maturing in your faith. Right. Just like you said, you're maturing and you're becoming more like him. Well, let's look. Think, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, think about Joseph. And that's just one person that I, we studied him earlier in the year, but I mean, look at everything that happened to him. Had he not had perseverance? I mean, his brothers sold him into slavery. He was, um, lot, he, people spread rumors about him. He was thrown into the, the pit of the prison. Uh, the cupbearer passed him over and forgot about him. You know, but he just kept going. He did not let his faith waver. He continued to trust God through it all. And he rises to be second command of Egypt. And then he, his brothers beg him for mercy. And he's like, what am I, God? No, I'm not God. Right. You know, and he totally reflects back to God and the mercy of God and the goodness of God. And that's what I think God, and so that perseverance led him to that maturity, to that mm-hmm. completeness. And so mm-hmm. I think it's so important for us. And I think we're, we're kind of a microwave generation, aren't we? We grew up with microwaves. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. We want things fast, but perseverance in trials sometimes don't go quickly. And so I think that's important for us to realize that this could be a long journey. We've got to be willing to stick it out and get to the other side of it because God is with us and he's there in the beginning and he's there in the end. So, Amen. Amen. So that's talking about the trials. Let's jump into verse five and let's read uh, five through, let's go through 11. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, He should ask God who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him. 
but let him ask in faith without doubting for the doubter is like the surging sea driven and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of humble circumstances boast in in his exaltation that let the rich boast in humiliation because he will pass over like a flower of the field for the sun rises and together with the scorching wind dries up the grass its flower falls off and its beautiful appearance perishes in the same way the rich person will wither away while pursuing his activities let's talk about wisdom Mm. if any of you at lacks wisdom ask god And it says to ask generous, he'll give it to you generously and he's going to give it to you. So a lot of times we try to attack these trials and we ask our friends and we read self-help books and we'll go do all these things. And God's like, I have the wisdom for you. I have the answer for you. And he will answer you through his word. He will answer you through, through the wisdom of his spirit. And all you have to do is ask, and it says he wants to give it to you generously. But here's the kicker. Those of us who ask in faith, doubting. So it says to ask for wisdom. We ask, but we're like, he's probably not going to do this. Mm -hmm. This is so far-fetched. This is so big. I I just don't know. Here's an example. There's a couple in our Bible fellowship class that he has been diagnosed with cancer. And this has been, gosh, we're probably in month nine or 10. I don't quote me, but we're pretty far down the road. He starts his uh, treatment in like number 25 uh, this week. So to say all that, to say he, the cancer he had was basically a death sentence. Like, <laughs> you know, we, we'll try all this, but there's, there's, you know, we don't know what it's going to look like. Lisa, he has thrived. He has not missed a day of work. He's not been sick hardly at all. Uh, They've taken some scans just like, wow, what has happened here? Well, I know what's happened here is our class has faithfully prayed for this couple and we have not quit. And it is something that we pray for every week, every day, day in, day out. There is a, a band of people behind him praying and we're asking God, give them wisdom, give them wisdom of where to go for treatment, for what treatment's next. And God is just giving them that because we're asking and not just Bill and Carolyn asking, but there is a tribe of people behind them asking, give them wisdom. Should he take another treatment? Should he not? Should he go to Houston? Should he do it here? All those questions that people face when they walk this journey. And every Sunday, we are still Zooming as a class. He is there. He was there before then. They never miss. They they know that God is giving wisdom. When we ask, we need to know and not have this divided loyalty that I don't know if God's going to do it or not. You need to go in saying, God, you, you can do this and I know you will do it. Give us wisdom on how to do this. Now, is he always going to do the things we ask? No, because that's not part of his plan. But if you go in doubting, you know, it says right here, being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Don't expect to receive anything from him. Don't expect anything because you don't even, you don't have the faith that he can do it to begin with. So faith plays a very important role in these trials as we walk through them. 
It's exactly right. And it, we don't want to be double-minded because um, in, in God knows our hearts and really our words aren't what matters, <laughs> you know, asking it's, it's asking with faith and knowing that God can, and if it be his will, please do it, Lord, you know, what your will be done. And I love that. And I, and praise God for how he's answering your, the prayers of your class. Um, James goes on to um, ask the poor to not lament their poverty, but rejoice in their spiritual position in, in the kingdom of God. And I think that's so important for us because we can't look at this life here. God blesses us with so many things, but truly what's most important is our spiritual condition. And, right. and I've never seen that more up and cl- personal, up close and personal than when we were in Africa for the very first time. And they were singing. Um, I mean, and these men and women just don't have much at all, nothing compared to what we have here in the United States. And they were singing a song about uh, just give me Jesus, you know, just give me Jesus. And I thought, you know, for them, when when Jesus is all you have, Jesus is truly all you need. They didn't need any of the things that quite honestly weight us down here in the United mm-hmm. States. Mm-hmm. And so they truly understood that, that their spiritual, they were waiting on their mansion in heaven. They did not need that's it right. to be here on earth. And I think that's so important for us as we, as we look at this life to not get too bogged down because we certainly look at what the neighbor has, don't we? And we want, we want, things here on this earth. And God is a bless. He does bless us with wonderful things here, but we can't get so focused in on that. So let's just keep going. And um, let's look at, uh, let's read 13 through 16. Um, I'm going to start at seven. Blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I'm tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away from his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown brings forth death. I think that's so important for us just to talk for just a minute. And I know we don't have a ton of time left, but we want to get through this, but um, God does not tempt us with evil things. He's not capable of doing that. Does he allow us to get ourselves into positions where we're tempted? Sure. You know, because we are going to make decisions that, and he's allowing us, we, we've got free rule and reign to do and go what we, where we want to go. But that is not coming from the Lord. And I think that's so important for us to remember as Christians, because, you know, I've heard people say, well, God tempted me or he, it, this is not coming from, from the Lord. These temptations don't come from the Lord. The, he does not tempt us. Um, he's, he is the source of all that is good. And so I think that's really important to remember. I love that. Uh, We're short on time. I'm going to skip on down um, to verse 22. Y'all need to read this on your own and just really scour it because there are so many good things here. Uh, In verse 22, it says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, He is like someone looking at his own face in a mirror for he looks at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of person he was. But the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer who works. 
This person will be blessed in what he does. To sum that all up, it matters how you live. It matters what you do with your life. You need to figure out your passion and your purpose. God has called everyone to be a doer of his word. That's why you need to be in his word and studying it and understanding it and living in the power of the Holy Spirit so that he can show you who you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be about. And everyone has an assignment. Everyone has an assignment. So you need to figure that out and do it. It's it's like looking in the mirror and say, well, yeah, I, I put my makeup on this morning and I leave and I never look at it again. And I think I still look the same. Well, if you're a woman, you know, that's not right. You still have to look in the mirror and freshen up your lipstick or whatever. You need to take a look at your life each and every day. Every morning, you need to take a look at your life. What, what can I do for you today, Lord? What assignment do you have for me? What conversation? What, what card do I need to send? What letter do I need to write? I don't know what it is, but we are to be doers of the word. And I love that. And that's just a great reminder. When you're this person that's walked through trials, you have a lot of stuff to give. You have a lot of wisdom to give people. So look for someone that is walking through a trial of something that you've already experienced. Be a doer of the word. Get the wisdom from the Lord and he'll show you and give you words to say to that person. He'll even give the person to you. That person may reach out to you. You know, this is what I did with my mom when I was walking through those years with her. Or here's what I did with my child when they were struggling in school or being bullied or whatever. So keep your eyes and your ears open. Be doers of the word. Walk through that trial with joy and God is going to bless you. He's going to give you tons of wisdom. This is just loaded with good stuff. I wish we had more time. to. I know I do too. I wish we had more time too. And and just in closing, um, and you're exactly right. We have to be vulnerable because that's what's going to cause us to be able to comfort someone and someone else to be able to comfort us. That's how God works. But uh, when I was working with Diana Penley at Prestonwood on um, student camp, not student, but children's camp for many, many years, I read this scripture and I thought this, we need to do something called doer dollars. And these were little paper dollars that we would give campers that when we saw them doing something right, you know, doing something good, blessing somebody else or loving someone or picking up the trash or whatever. And that just kind of gave them a visual of, I don't even know if they still do it or not, but it gave them a visual of we can be doing something for the kingdom of God. There are actions, people are watching it. So I think, um, That is one of my favorite, very favorite scriptures. So thank you guys for listening to us and um, stay tuned. Next week, we will have chapter two of James.